Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour, where this time we're going to do our best to keep it to, that's right, a half hour. I am one half of your podcast tag team champions. My name is Greg Mahochko and joining me, he is the co-host on the West Coast, Chad Rutherford Smart. Hello, Chad. Hello, Greg. I was thinking... I'm okay, but I was thinking maybe to compensate for the last episode going 45 minutes, this one should go 15 minutes, and then we can balance it out. Okay. Uh, we, through the power of math, uh, we're going to zip right on through this one. So, uh, the topic, last time we got together, Chad, was a very, uh, I guess, topical conversation based on uh, the events of the Oscars. This Which is I, go ahead. I do have to say, um, you know, it's not, I don't watch Saturday Night, Night Live um, pretty much at all, but I did catch, they put the weekend update on YouTube from this past weekend, uh, April 9th, I believe would have been the date. And, you know, weekend update was making jokes about Will Smith, like that, which we had talked about. And, since we recorded the episode, the Academy has banned Will Smith from attending the Oscars for the next 10 years. And I think it was Colin Joe said, you know, is that really a punishment? Like if they really want to punish him, they should make him host the Oscars next year. I consider uh, myself hashtag blessed uh, every time I don't watch the Oscars. So, mm. uh, but uh, we are going in- into a topic that I dare I say, I, I almost want to say it's a completely evergreen, but it is slightly topical in that uh, the focus on this week's show uh, is a musician slash entertainer who does have a movie uh, being made uh, based on the story of his life. It is not his first brush with Hollywood as he was in uh, uh, many a film, including the classic UHF we are talking this episode about Alfred Matthew Yankovic, a.k.a. Weird Al. Yeah, I was going to send you some uh, notes for this episode, but I kept forgetting and I never knew when we were going to record because our schedules don't really line up too well. So it's kind of like, uh, that's why we didn't do an episode for the last, I don't know how long it's been since the last episode came out. A couple, couple weeks, weeks, maybe. Yeah. So, you know, it's just life being life getting in the way. And uh, when you don't get paid to do this, you don't care. You Well, you <laughs> care, but you, you know, you don't maybe prioritize it the way that you would like a actual job. So also. Fair. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Speaking of Weird Al, we were. Um, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. And I was just going to, you know, send you some questions of talking points. And, and we'll get into those. I'll, I'll surprise you with them as we do this conversation. Okay. Uh, it's important to note that, uh, again, there is a movie being made based on, uh, it's a Roku original film, and it's called Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story, starring none other than Daniel Radcliffe. Well, let's talk about that uh, briefly, Chad. Were you surprised by the casting? Well, I was surprised that there is a thing called Roku original film. Okay, interesting. Uh, so right Throw from in the some start, shade. Throw you know, in right some from shade. the start. I, no, it's I just I did not know that they were in the film business. 
You know, they're not, you don't hear about them along with Netflix and Prime Video and whatnot. So um, I think Daniel Radcliffe was an interesting choice. Uh, personally, I would have gone with Robert Pattinson, but that's just because, or Chris Pratt seems to be the go-to for everything these days. So, do but I think, did see it. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think maybe that's why they mixed it up a little bit? You know, well, have you seen the video of Daniel Radcliffe on, uh, I believe it's later with Jules Holland, where he sings a chemistry song? I have not. That's, I believe the video is, um, Weird Al has come out and said, like, that's one of the reasons why he cast Daniel Radcliffe. Is that similar? Maybe it has something to do with British actors, but... I don't know if this is the only reason, but Tom Holland got the part of Spider-Man largely because he was doing backflips off of, you know, his deck railing, you know, on home video. And, and, and maybe there's more to it, but you always feel like there's a little bit of that home video type of to, of, of element to these things. Um, but I. Uh, real quick, just to clarify, it is uh, he sings the elements on the Graham Norton show. So he does a whole. Um, I'm, I'm familiar with Graham Norton. I, you know, some of his clips and 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 uh, uh, you know they they pop up either in my social media or things like that. Uh, it's not something that I watch. I don't even know if it's actually available in the states beyond the you know the YouTube or or social media uh, clip form. Uh, but uh, Graham Norton shows it. It's all right. It's a laid back late night type of atmosphere. Yeah, it's a it's a very British show, and so hence why. Daniel Radcliffe was probably on there, even though they have a lot of Americans on as well. And I believe mm-hmm. um, it's very similar to the way James Corden does his talk show, where they have everybody out at once instead of doing one guest at a time. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, having not ever watched a James Corden uh, show, I, I feel in, inter, uh, educated and enlightened. So thank right. you very well, much. Speaking of James Corden, have you watched Cats yet? No. I'll be the Patreon watch along episode. Let's see. There's 7.7 billion people on the planet. (laughs) And I would venture to say that 7.699 billion have not seen Cats, the the movie. And look at the state of the world. (laughs) I'm not going to pin that on cat asses, Chad, (laughs) or the lack thereof. Um, so when I first envisioned this topic, I thought it'd be nice to do a little top five with the, with the caveat of we're not going to be playing clips uh, in this. We just don't have the time. But before we do that, I want to talk about what, what was your first awareness of Weird Al? Eat it. The, okay. You know, the spoof of the, of the Michael Jackson song, Beat It. I, I did not know who Weird Al was. Uh, obviously, because that was my first introduction into him. So I, I didn't know about I Love Rocky Road and um, Hey Lucy or whatever it is, uh, the Ricky and Lucy um, parody from his first album. So, yeah, Eat It would have been the first video that I saw of him on either MTV or Friday Night Videos on NBC. And, you know, I enjoyed it because I was probably like 10, 10 years old at the time. And... You know, it's it's funny. He's here's this guy singing about 
food. And, you know, at the time he had really short hair and, and glasses. He didn't look like a, um, what we would later, you know, come to associate with rock stardom or musicianship. You know, he just looked like this normal guy. And, and I remember in the nineties when he grew his hair long, got Lasix and shaved his mustache. And I saw him for the first time and I didn't recognize him then either. So he's had quite the career change in the last 40 years. Eat it. Uh, I don't want to make you feel old. I don't want to oh. make weird Al feel old, uh, but eat it came out when I was not yet two years old. Hmm. When that's when I think you're going to say at least, at least that's better than saying not yet born. So. <laughs> no, uh, it, it, the album was Weird Al Yankovic in 3D. Oddly enough, I, in any of your uh, research, do you know who produced that album? Um, I believe that was Rick Derringer. It was Rick Derringer. Uh, as we get into you know some of our uh, you know favorite Weird Al songs, and I don't know if we'll do it in a full top five format. Um, but there's a single from that album that uh, is one of my favorites. But um, I, growing up in, in the St. Louis area, we had a, a radio station that I listened to. I wore out on, on the old radio dial, and it was 95.5 out of St. Louis. Uh, and I remember on... Friday nights during the fall, they always had high school football. So that's actually, I started listening to high school football before I really knew anything about football, you know, because I'd be laying in bed, you know, my bedtime was responsible seven 30 or, you know, eight o'clock, whatever it was, but it was called um, fun radio and, or the imagination station. And it was basically music that was geared to kids, not like the kids bop, which is they're taking, uh, you know, pop songs and changing a few words and having kids perform them. But this was like, uh, you know, Weird Al was was a staple of this. Or um, uh, I'm sure you know the song Fish Heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was that. There was um, Hello Mudda, Hello Fada, Here I Am at Camp Granada. Those types of, uh, you know, songs. That, and that's the first, you know, radio that I really knew about i mean you know there was other you know like being in the vehicle mom and dad and and you know whatever they were listening to but but the stuff that but that was when i first learned who weird al was um i i don't wish i knew the exact year i'm gonna uh round up and say i was probably six you know something like that so i think you know my my boy's age um but that it was the the eat it and and again another song we'll talk about um, as as we you know, as we progress uh, through the show. But that was my first education into Weird Al was radio. I, I like that yours was more like MTV and mine was radio. Just goes to show that we're a few years apart. <laughs> um, interesting trivia for only the people in Southern Illinois on about, about the Weird Al in 3D, um, I guess, album. He did a video for the song I Lost on Jeopardy, which is about a man going on Jeopardy and losing. And in the video, they introduced the contestants, and one of the contestants is announced as being from Carbondale, Illinois. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Very um, random. But. And yeah, um, 
yeah, I don't want to get too far <laughs> ahead of myself. Um, I, I also remember Weird Al, you know, famous for like making the uh, accordion cool, mm. like pre Urkel. <laughs> you got to go what you have to deep cut to, to make the accordion cool before Urkel. So, yeah. Yeah, he and you know, I still think he and Urkel are probably the only two people still to this day to make the accordion cool. I, I might have I, to disagree I, with you there. I mean, I'm it, trying to it, think of other accordion players, but in 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 the states, in the state. However, if you go abroad, well, yes, Oktoberfest. If you go, yes, to uh, Deutschland, you will find that the sexiest men over there i'm guessing uh, are are the accordion players like i have a feeling that a young single weird owl would have done very well in germany okay i'll take your word for it thank you thank you yeah um he he did do uh a, a little bit of uh movies you know we talked about i mentioned uhf my concern, not maybe not my concern, my confession regarding UHF is I've never actually watched UHF. I saw that movie in the theater. I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, it was, it's one of the, it's a cult classic, right? I mean, it's not, it, it didn't win any awards, you know, it, it, poor critical reception and it came out at a time where it it shared um like theater space with indiana jones and the last crusade and lethal weapon 2 and batman yeah 89 was a rough year to to be in the movie industry and not be a big ip like that yeah it's uh yeah, you know, you maybe you go for counter programming of if every, if everything else is sold out, then people will go see UHF. But apparently they did not, and it's got Michael Richards, it's got Emo Phillips, it's got um, Fran Drescher, Fran Drescher, correct, um, and a young Victoria Jackson. Oh, a a young sane Victoria Jackson. Yeah, does she go off the deep end? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I think she went a little, little cuckoo for Coco Puffs and some of her things, but that's uh, that's just me. Um, I know I, exactly I will, why you're saying that. I, I will also say, uh, just to kind of be braggadocious and, and whatnot, I have UHF on DVD, and it is autographed by Weird Al Yankovic. Speaking of autograph, I don't know. It was probably too uh, too early in the show to get to this, but Denver Comic Con a few years back, um, I have uh, an artist buddy who's been on my other podcast or one of my other podcasts, Nerd United, a number of times. Guy by the name of Jay Peter on it, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he was going to be having a booth out there. I, I'd had him done. I'd, I'd seen some of his work, and I'd have had him do some other things for me, uh, and I knew that. A very good friend of mine from way back, she and her son were going to Denver Comic-Con. Weird Al was going to be there as, you know, a special guest or, you know, featured guest or whatever. And I commissioned 
my buddy to do a uh, picture of my friend and her son, who is almost like a nephew to me, uh, and Weird Al. I had it all paid for, you know, this was PayPal or so pre Venmo. And I said, Hey, you need to go before you go see weird Al, you need to go, uh, to this one booth. Don't ask questions, just smile and nod. <laughs> so she <laughs> did, she was, uh, surprised with the picture. She had no idea. And then she went to, uh, meet weird Al and he actually autographed it. Nice. So, while we're talking about yeah. things that weird Al has signed, not including no. my boobs. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say that I, I I got him to sign the UHF autograph or DVD when he played at the Coin State Fair in Southern Illinois, and I was working for the TV station in the area, and we did an interview with him, and uh, so I went up because I was gonna go to the show and I just wanted to hang out and see. So he actually came out before the news because it was a live interview during the newscast to promote the show, and obviously you don't want just Weird Al standing around outside. <laughs> So we put him in our live truck van uh, to let him stay cool and just, you know, uh, be away, be away from the public. And so I'm sitting in there in the van with him. And let me tell you, he was not weird at all. He was just very quiet, very docile. And then as soon as the light came on and he, you know, they went live, he was zany, wacky, weird out. So it's one of those things where it's like disappointing, but also not because I wanted full Weird Al, but I got Alfred, I think. Well, to that, like, I've never heard uh, anybody say a bad word about him, you know, like just, I, I feel like he's very good with the fans. Uh, and, and you know, for, for I mean, it. I think to have the career that he's had for, you know, realistically almost 40 years now, you yeah, know, it, it, it's, you, you can't, you can't pull off that longevity and be a dick. Well, you can. I mean, well, I'm not going to name names, but Mick Jagger you could. You could. I just, but no, he is. Uh, I think he, and that's why I'm interested to see this movie because I don't know if you ever saw the VH1 behind the music that they did on Weird Al, where you know it gets to a point where the the template of the show is you know the fans started out, they had success. And then turmoil took them down and weird. I was like, yeah, I've got the same band that we've been playing together, you know, for 40 years and we've never had an argument. We've never like, we're just friends. And so, uh, so I'm curious to see how that, um, you know, how, how the movie is going to play out because obviously I think, I believe if I'm correct in what I've read, it's, it's, it's kind of a fictionalized story of weird Al. It's not the, and it's not fictionalized. Like most movies are fictionalized where they make it more interesting. Like it's going to be more weird or extreme story than what the actual story really is. So not like Bohemian Rhapsody at all. Uh, no. Or the greatest showman is you kind of ruined for me very early on. (laughs) Yeah. That movie total, total lies or I'm trying to think. Yeah. It's okay if it's entertaining. Yes. I've, I've learned. I, I learned early on. Like, remember the Titans? Also kind of fabricated. Oh, yeah. Uh, Newsies, which I love. And I would have never thought uh, Alan Richson, which you, you may or may not know, uh, was on Smallville as Aquaman or Arthur Curry, uh, was on Titans as Hawk, and most recently uh, starred and was the D star of the Amazon Prime 
uh, video uh, reacher. Mm. Alan Richson loves newsies. I learned that on the Michael Rosenbaum podcast inside of you. Mm. And I think that me and, and Alan Richson should get together and do a duet sometime. I feel like that'd be tremendous. I we'll see if we can make that happen. Okay. You, you, you're there. You're in the, in the <laughs> middle of it in Hollywood. I'm counting on you now to uh, uh, leverage uh, my star power <laughs> to Alan Richson. Um, right. But anyway, that's a sidebar. I, I apologize. Um, yeah. I, I learned that when they say based on a true story, that oh, means yeah. that at one point, one or two of the characters existed and everything around them is kind of BS. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, if you listen to the out of touchstone podcast that I do, where we're going through the history of touchstone pictures, I think it was after we did the movie, the doctor, which is a William Hurt film about a doctor who develops cancer and then sees how bad the um, healthcare system is. I, I read the book that it was based upon. And the only similarities between the story and the movie was there was a doctor who had cancer. No. Yeah. So, but well, yeah, I, uh, so let me ask you real quick. Cause I, I figure the way I'm, I'm, stalling time here because i just had to write down my top five that we'll just do a quick top five here towards the end but there has been talk and um petitions for the last few years to get weird al yankovic to play the super bowl halftime show would you support such a venture here's what i can tell you about that i contend that the last watchable Again, this is subjective. This is just me, and I know I'm in the minority. But the last watchable uh, halftime show was The Who. I'm pretty sure that was 2011. Okay. I would welcome a Weird Al Super Bowl halftime show. And do you think Weird Al should be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes. Because his product, I guess, is niche. Like, I, I don't know if he's ever had a platinum record or anything like oh, that. I believe multiple, especially. Okay. Uh, no, there you go. My apologies to uh, the great Weird Al. Um, yes. the, the, the weird one, as they say. Um, but absolutely. Um, look, when you broaden the terms of rock and roll for the purposes of putting artists and musicians of all genres into uh, into into this hall of fame. Someone like weird Al invented a genre, you know, like I don't know of any, you know, pre eighties parody singers. Mm -hmm. And the only one that I can think of post eighties is relegated to country music. That's Cletus T Judd. Yes. Um, So, like everybody, like, I, I've heard more famous podcasts who could be like, oh my God, even my mom, you know, like mm-hmm. my mom doesn't know a lot of stuff. Like mom, my mom doesn't know Chris Hemsworth from Chris Pratt, from Chris Evans, from Chris Pine, from it doesn't matter, you know? Um, but I, I could say to my mom, weird Alice, she'll be like, she won't be able to name names, but she'll be able to put a no. face to the name. You know, she, he has that kind of uh, global, you know, worldwide uh, recognition, recognizability. I don't know. Uh, well, 
And he has lasted longer than several of the artists that he has spoofed. True. So his, and, and, you know, maybe it's because he can spoof whatever is popular at the time. So that keeps him more relevant or more up to date, as opposed to a band that. um, Petered out in the eighties. Yeah. Or, yeah, or had a, you know, just had a style that is no longer Mm -hmm. in fashion. So. Yeah. From, I mean, everything from, you know, Eat it like you said. To smells like Nirvana. To, um, uh, uh, I mean, he he spoofed and parodied Lady Gaga, you know, a decade or so back. So n- nothing is off limits, as as we'll get to in our abbreviated top five. Uh, there's been nothing that's been off limits. There's been a few things that have caused some controversy, um, but he uh, is very fluid as an artist, which uh, I think just helps him out that much more. And we should point out that he is going back out on tour this summer for his uh, totally bad idea, uh, egotistical. The unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. Yes, which is no spoofs until you get to the encore and then he'll do a couple. But I saw this show the last time he did it. I think I saw every I think I was lucky to see him do every song that I wanted to hear live so i'm like i don't really need to see weird alligator but um he's he's starting his uh tour in in the first uh month or so in the northeast or uh, new england area from uh new york to massachusetts maine new hampshire connecticut etc working into pennsylvania ohio michigan he's going to be in nashville indiana and then springfield illinois may 22nd uh wisconsin in back to indiana uh, Tennessee, 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 Col- working his way out to Colorado, Vegas, Reno, uh, California, Spokane, etc. So he is, uh, he's doing Chicago, Columbia, Missouri, Lincoln, Nebraska. He's going, he, he is the new Johnny Cash. He's going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Man. He's going everywhere. Right. And it's, and he's got Emo Phillips opening up for him, who is my favorite comedian. So I highly recommend if you can make it to a show, Go, even though you won't get all the spoofs and all the costume changes, it's still a worthwhile show, and he is still a great showman. I'm he still be, scrolling. He may be the greatest showman of all time. Okay, that is a that's a, a hot take, <laughs> as the kids would say, a hot take. Uh, all right, should we get to our? Uh, you know, we only have a couple minutes left. Should we get to our top five ish? Sure. Um, yes. Uh, just a second. I am trying to multitask, uh, and I am doing very poorly at it. Um, okay. Okay. I am ready. Let's uh, do this. We've got approximately two and a half minutes to do a top five list. Do you want to go ahead and list your top five? Oh, I think I'm just going to start with my number five and let you do your number five. Oh, okay. um, so my number five comes from 2014's Mandatory Fun. Uh, and I can't I, I believe it's um, Robin Thicke is the original uh, song, uh, but the Weird Al song is Word Crimes. Uh, and it is all about proper grammar, which is something that I love. So that's my number five. All right. Uh, good choice. I did not write down which albums he's come from. My number five, just because I'm such a fan of the Jungle Cruise ride at Disneyland is my favorite. Uh I was disappointed when the movie turned out to be a, just a remake of Pirates of the Caribbean, but um, I am going, my number five is Skipper Dan, which is all about 
a Jungle Cruise skipper. All right. Uh, my number four, uh, I would uh, be remiss to leave it off my list, uh, comes from 1996. This was the controversy. This is the one that uh, uh, got Weird Al into some, you know, what copyright versus parody from the album Bad Hair Day. This is Amish Paradise. Yes, the one that he said Coolio, Coolio claims he never gave permission for, but uh, Weird Al says he didn't have a problem cashing the checks. Because so, <laughs> uh, that's the other thing is Weird Al does get permission before he does a a, a spoof, and right. I think I think Prince is one of the only people that actually turned him down to do spoofs. But uh, my number four is Couch Potato. Um, there's a lot of songs Weird Al does about TV shows. And Couch Potato is just, you know, it's a spoof of the Eminem song, Lose Yourself. So that's my number four. My number three comes from 1999's Running With Scissors. Uh, this is uh, the original, the, the song he is parodying is uh, American Pie. Mm. And it is The Saga Begins. Uh, okay. I believe my number three comes off the same album, but my... He is spoofing Puff Daddy and I think Biggie, and it's a song called All About the Pentiums. Nice. Uh, my number two, we referenced the album earlier. Got to dip all the way back to 1984 and Weird Al Yankovic in 3D. It is I Lost on Jeopardy. I do love that song. All right. My number two is a song that I don't even know the original song. I probably heard it like once or twice, but it is White and Nerdy because oh. I feel it could be a theme song. Right and Dirty by Chamillionaire. Yes. And my finale here, my number one, I, I listened to it. I'll put it on YouTube numerous times, the live version, the album version. I remember this song on that Imagination Station or Fun Radio I mentioned earlier. Again, from 1986, Yoda. Well, okay. You get both Star Wars songs on there. I do. My number one uh is a, an original song of his, um, and it is a spoof in the style, I believe, of Soul Asylum, which I did not catch until probably just a few years ago. And that is, that is the night Santa went crazy. Oh, okay. That was fun, Chad. I, I we yeah. did the top five a little different here, but I'm glad we were able to get it all in there. And uh, uh, and we're over time. <laughs> what else is new? So Kevin Hunsberger is going to complain. So whatever. So. We're sorry, Kevin. We're sorry that your slightly longer commute to your new job has to be filled with more of us. We're sorry. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. 